You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. I'm Michael Bumpus. I'll be joined by the fellas Marcus Schufant, Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, and Paul Moyer. The Seahawks go down to the desert and get it done 31-21. to Geno has another good performance, 26 of 34, 275. Kenneth Walker goes for over 100 yards once again, 26 carries for 109 and two touchdowns. Noah Fan has the game of the year for himself. He has five for 96. Defensively, Jordan Brooks lead all tacklers in. Uchenna Nwosu, back-to-back games with two sacks, had a great performance right there. The moment of this game had to be when Geno Smith throws a pick six and then this offense gets going once again. They go 13 plays, 75 yards for a touchdown. 13 plays, 81 yards for a touchdown, and then pretty much ices the game. Five plays, 85 yards for a touchdown. Another great team win for these guys. We got a lot to do when I get back. I'm going to get analysis from these guys here. We're going to hear from Pete Carroll. We're going to hear from players that they step up to the podium. We're going to go down to the locker room with Jen Mueller. We're going to break this whole thing down for you. The Seahawks get it done down in Arizona, 31-21. to 21. All that's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Impressive win by the Seattle Seahawks beating the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 21 and improving to 6 and 3. And now we are joined by the voice of the Seahawks Steve Rabel. Rabel, I look at this game and there was a moment where I thought to myself, we'll see what this team is made of. Geno Smith throws a pick six and then this offense just moves the ball down the field, 13 plays, 80 something yards touchdown, 13 plays, 75 yard touchdown, five plays, 81 that was resilient, and I think they needed a game like this. They had to test themselves to see what they are made of. Well, I think you're right, Bump. I think uh, all the things that you just said, the defense too, I mean, they, they had to, yeah. you know, kind of hold down a, a team that was, that was, you know, prepared to have explosive plays. They just couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, Arizona, that is, happily, uh, and, and in large measure because of what the Seahawks took away from them. I mean, Hopkins was, yeah, he had a one touchdown catch, but he was just swallowed up for the most part by Tariq Woolen most of the game. A couple of big plays for Arizona's offense, but mostly because of broken tackles. He just missed, Seahawks missed a tackle on a guy, and he takes off and Connor and runs 15, 18, 20 yards, whatever it was. This was just another great team victory, but I, you're right. The, the way the offense just kind of sets its jaw and does its job, the big guys up front, the receivers, and it, they don't care about who gets the credit. Tyler said it this week. Whether it's a quick throw inside, whether it's a run to the rookie outside, whether it's Geno pulling the ball down and scrambling for 10 yards for a first down. This offense is really operating really well right now, and it's just fun to watch. I'm with you, Ray, but it's, it's fun to watch. They're moving the football. They're responding, which I think is impressive. But you did mention this defense. And uh, Chenna Nwosu, two games in a row where he has multiple sacks. You got the old man, Bruce Irvin, with the sack himself. Shelby Harris, a guy who was brought over in that Denver trade. You're getting contributions from everywhere. In another week, this defense has held an offense under 300 yards. There was one point where we thought this defense is going to stop anybody, Rapes. Well, you know, when we thought, okay, could you hold them to under 400? That was going to be a big deal. And now, I mean, it's, it's, it is really amazing. And... Uh, Pete has said in the last couple of weeks, you know, he said, we knew it was going to happen. He said, I, frankly, I'm, I was, uh, you know, I'm a little antsy. I wanted it to happen a lot sooner, but it happened. They figured it out. They've got the guys playing the way, A, they knew they could play, gave them the tools, the system within to work, and, and they're making it happen on defense. And, and the other part of that is, as you guys know, 
a lot of defenses just want to. You got to want to get there to make that tackle. You got to want to fight off that blocker to get into the backfield and sack that quarterback. And this kid, Kyler Murray, is you know he's tough to to capture back there. He's so quick. And uh, and the Seahawks did another terrific job of it again. What's he sacked? Been sacked by the Seahawks now eleven or twelve times in the last two games. Yeah, it's uh it's fun to watch. The defense is getting after the quarterback. The offense is going getting contributions from young guys. And uh, yeah, six and three Raves. This is crazy, man. We uh we appreciate your time. And as always, make sure you get home safely, man. We'll get home, and then the next one is Germany. Long flight. Well, uh, can you say what you said uh, after the the post game? No, I can't. It was written <laughs> down, and I can't even tell you what it was. Uh, and oh, Brian O'Connell tried to play it on his phone, the translation, so I could listen to it, and I still screwed it up. All right. Well, I'll be I'll be doing the same thing. Don't worry about it. I'll join you with that. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. Take care, Raves. All right, lots more to do when we get back. We're going to break down this victory, 31-21. to 21. The Seahawks get it done. Seahawks go down to Arizona, come back with a victory, 31-21. to 21. I'm Michael Bumpus. I'm joined with the fellas Marcus Trufant, Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, and Paul Moyer. And, fellas, this was a great game. It was a tense game. There were times where you felt like this was going to be a battle, in which it was. There was times where you felt like the Arizona Cardinals had an opportunity to kind of take this game over, especially after that pick six. But the defense stepped up to the challenge. The offense stepped up to the challenge. And everybody's key hog balled out but mine. But it's all good because it's a team win, and I will take the victory with y'all. I'm taking this victory lap. What you got for me, Moyer? DJ balled out, though. What? Who did? DJ. No, he didn't. Right. DJ yeah. balled out. He did his thing. No, he did his job. Yeah. Uh, give yeah. himself some credit. Yeah. Drop um, the punt. Yeah, you you you, you might have you might have been napping, but um, that's between all of us. And everybody listening, right? We've uh, we've obviously we've won four games in a row, and the offense to me has been consistent all year. Defensively, they've really turned it around. Just playing around with some numbers right now, guys. In the last four games, now they're giving up 282 yards a game. They'd probably be for sure top ten in the league. Um, you know, we're now down about two, three sixty a game, which is going to, you know, probably put us closer into that, that twenty range, which is pretty good. But here's some other things that are impressive: first downs, we're giving up sixteen first downs a game, so we're getting off the field, right? And we're not giving up big plays. And then points, we're giving up sixteen and a half points a game over the last four. And you know, Arizona's tough offense. I, I mean, they can score. They've scored on just about everybody but us. The Giants were, you know, the hottest team in the league. You know, other than Philadelphia when we played them, and the Chargers. You know, everybody thinks they are a Super Bowl contender. So this is this ain't going away. I think this is who we are now defensively. We're finding ways to get heat uh, on the quarterback with different guys. And I think our secondary is so confident that they can go up against anybody. I mean, we made Hopkins and Kyler Murray look. Kind of average today. That was impressive. I just love the way that we continue to answer. You know, these guys, mm-hmm. these young guys, man, how they overcome adversity. And it was a great display of it in today's football game, right? Not everything was going great, especially in that first half. Cardinals take the lead. And, man, we didn't flinch. You know, Seahawks did not flinch. These young guys, man, didn't get tight, man. They, they continued to play the way that they played, man. Play loose, play free. 
and they started to make some plays in the second half. You know, one of the difficult things, especially like at the running back position, like Kenneth Walker wasn't really getting off in the first half, and it's easy to to, to get frustrated. But we've seen a couple of examples from him now uh, just staying with it, right? And that's just uh, – you know, a credit to great coaching and great leadership on his football team. Really nothing going in the first half, a couple touchdowns in the second, and really got going with his yards as well. And you saw other examples of that in other positions. And so, you know, that to me uh, really is just a sign of a really strong-minded team. And uh, we're going to need that because, listen, we're number one in the NFC West and Mm. the playoff, playoff, you know, the playoff window for us is looking real nice. Well, I just got to say this, man, and I said this, but at halftime, is when you let the big dogs eat, everybody gets fed, dude. And I'm telling you, like, as an offensive lineman, you play this game to drive dudes' backs into the dirt. You don't necessarily play it to pass protect, even though that's part of the job. And the second half, they played big boy, grown man, snot bubbles football. And they just took it, ran downhill with a running back that can run with power, patience, speed, uh, you know, elusiveness, all that kind of stuff. And that's, to me, like, like my whole body was just was on alert the whole time because those are the types of games as an offensive lineman you want to play in. And even if you look at you know Kenneth Walker's, let me know, hop in there. Yeah, we yeah, got go Pete Carroll stepping up to the podium now. And we played good football today, and uh, I'm really pleased to see that come back again. We've gone for a month now and, and been able to find our, our game last couple of weeks playing really good ball in general, and, and it's it's so so pleasing that we've we've. We arrived here because what happened today is we saw us respond to we, we turned the ball over they scored a touchdown and then our guys just went for it and then we finished the game the way we 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 dream of finishing it running the football and taking care of the ball and, and not letting them have it uh, getting after the quarterback all that stuff that took place in the fourth quarter there uh, so I really cherish the, the finish that we that we put together we had three drives you know there's 13 for 75 13 for 80 something and and then the last one I don't know 80 whatever that one was was 85 or something. Yeah, so um, that's just you got to be doing it right, and we have to give credit to the guys up front. Um, they did a great job again, and, and they really came through, uh, run and pass, protecting the quarterback, all of the different actions that we did. But then the running game too uh, was really something. So um, Gino had another huge game for us, and he just did all of his numbers again. He did it all again, and uh, some marvelous third down work. Um, Tyler was phenomenal on third down today and, and coming through. But Gino had to deliver the ball to him. We had to protect it also. So there's just so many cool things. Uh, uh, K-9 did, did a great job running the ball. He's really hard to get down. You can see there's always another little couple of twists and turns in there, and, and he's just liable to break at any time. Um, really, really excited to watch him play. Defense continues to do it. You know, we continue to play good football. Uh, we gave him a, you know, we gave him a score in the first drive. Okay, then then, then we go, we give him a score, and they have one late. Um, it's a fantastic job by the guys on D. Um, the sacking again, rushing the passer, uh, coverage stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't. I think they threw for 160 or something like that today. I don't know what it was, but it was uh, somewhere in there. So, uh, fine job all the way around. Gino, face a lot of adversity here because he played so well for him to bounce back. It's it's exactly what. You know, he wants to show you, you know, and, and what we all need to see from him, and you know, just because we know that he's going to come through, and so give him a chance. Now, unfortunately, you got to do something crappy to, you know, to, to put us in that situation. But what a bounce back! I mean, what a fantastic finish to this game he had. Um, I, I think we converted seven straight third downs in the, in, late in the game, and uh, that's that's awesome. What did you notice, Pete, in person? 
personally after the interception on the sideline. Didn't even phase him, which is exactly what has to happen. I mean, I just looked, checked in with him, and it was he was fine. Didn't even phase him, and, and he knows he, he knows that those things are going to happen sometimes. But he still has to face him, and this was one that he did, and and, uh, and did did a great job of handling it. You talked last week about Kenneth Walker closing out games. Yeah. Think of the way. God. I mean, it's, it's it's so fun to watch him because he just keeps slipping and seeing things, and he's he looks like he's going to score on every one of those plays, you know, and and. Uh, they're almost you're fortunate to get him on the ground. He's really, really a good player. Look at your draft class has been a lot of your veteran additions this offseason. Really came up big today. Jenna, Shelby. Jenna had a great game today. Yeah. Shelby came through too. Bruce had his first sack coming back. Uh, he's on the comeback tour here and, and uh, uh, really excited for him too. But we did. We, we got after the quarterback pretty well today. And, and, you know, he's so hard to get. And he, they all of their yards was the quarterback running today. And, and he's he's great at it. So we're fortunate when we can't get him down. It seems like Ryan Neal every single week is coming up with just crucial plays. He gets the fumble today. Yeah. How nice is it to have somebody that you can plug in the lineup yeah. like that? love playing him and we're doing a bunch of different things with him and he's handling all of it um it's exciting to see him come through he's a really good ball player and he's just always shown it and we're just fortunate that we got to watch him grow up in, in you know in our team because he was he was kicking around at some clubs you know and he couldn't quite get started but uh he hung long enough with us kind of like deshaun shed did you know kind of similar kind of a path and uh it's it's great to see him play like that what a play man Fun play that was. Stayed in bounds at the end of it. He's weaving. It looks like the old New York Life commercial, you know, when you, you know, you're running through the chairs and you know, jumping over the office stuff. Yeah. Can you sense the? Does anybody know what I just referenced? Is it you? Do? Okay, good. It, it's it's yes it started a few weeks ago and uh because we could see it and there's no denying it and we could see that we were capable of, of playing good ball um and i want them to know it i want them to see it i'm not afraid to talk about it and, and show them what they're capable of doing so that we keep setting our, our and extending our expectations and the standards for how we practice and prepare and the mentality and all of that this right now it's, it's all about discipline right now is to stay with it and one week at a time and, and you know that's everybody says that stuff and it's true because it's the truth we've got to do a great job of it we have really excellent leadership from the older guys and the young guys are going right along with it um, this was it's a big celebration for us last night we talked about uh, with the rookies you know this is past the halfway point and our whole approach is to get them to the halfway point and see if they can't really fill in and help us and and they're doing a great job they played really really good today what did the, the way the defense responded after that first drive i mean was there anything different or was it just a matter of just kind of we do with, um the guys did a really nice job in the in the booth and in the sidelines, uh, uh, adapting some stuff. Halftime, we we continued to and and uh, everything worked out right. And, and so uh, we had a plan going in. They had a plan. We had to figure out what they were doing, and then we we had some adjustments to make. And and uh, Clint did a great job. I guess. <laughs> No, it was just it was just trying to settle things down and making sure that you know they weren't able to apply their plan to exactly what they thought they were getting, and so we just had to do some stuff. Yeah, I, th I thought he did really well. I, th I thought most of the stuff that that DeAndre got was really just underneath stuff, and and um, they were going head to head. You know, it was, it was really cool. They had a chance to do that. Hey, 
Yeah, we, we had the, um, it was a little bit of a projection for us because we were going to play him differently than he played him, even in this very similar scheme. And uh, so we we had to, we loved the kid and, and his background and his makeup and his style of play and his toughness and smarts and all of that. We loved all that. But we didn't know how he would adapt to the, the stuff that we, the freedom that we give him. And he's, I mean, he is, like, he's doing great. He's having a great year. I mean, I, he, I don't know who's playing better than he is on the edge. He's everywhere. Running game, passing game, you know, all kinds of big plays. He got two sacks again. I don't know, what does that mean? Maybe he got seven or something like that? Yeah, he's just on. It's just a great, it's a great first half for him. And uh, But it was really about the guy, we, we were banking on him. You know, he would be a great guy to, to add to the program and in, in hopes that we could, you know, sell him on what we were doing and, and see if it would work out. Pardon me? Yeah, absolutely. And he was really excited. But he was so frustrated last week that he had two in his hands, you know, and he couldn't get them. But, uh, yeah, he was fired up about it. How assuring is it to have a group that can just bounce back like that? With the it's so important. It's so important to get Andy and Chief and, and, and Shane to stay with the running game and, you know, and keep working at the adjustments and making everybody get familiar with what's going on so that you have it to finish the game. I mean, that's the whole shooting match, guys. I mean, when I talk about running the football, I didn't talk about running the football in the first quarter or the second quarter. That's not really what it is. It's, it's so that you have it to win football games. That's where you can really play championship football, when you can complete the, the, the opportunity. And that's that's was what you saw today. So I'm so fired up about that because it was obvious. And we know we've done it the last – we've had uh, – what, what's the score today? 24, 14, 2010. Ten points. Yeah, I mean they've been ten point wins, so we have a chance to run the clock out in all these games, and the guys are doing it. And this was, this was, I think the this finish was my favorite one. I just thought we were so complete, all of the last three times we had the football, and so uh, that's those guys, and, and they're doing it. But Gino's moving the club around, he's changing the plays, he's doing all the stuff. You see all the motions and stuff that everything has to be coordinated. There's a lot in, involved in it, but uh, the guys up front are really the heart of the whole thing. Anything else? Okay. Um, yeah, we um, we rested uh, DJ late in the game. His knee was a little sore or something. So, but Colin, yeah, Colin did hurt his knee today. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, that was Pete Carroll and excited Pete Carroll. Man, these guys are six and three, and we got a lot more to do when we return. Hey, want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks performers up close or catch us live in person? Then American Family Insurance Touchdown City at Lumenfield Event Center should be a part of your game day routine. Open three hours before kickoff, so bring the family and experience the excitement. And when we get back, we got lots more to do. We're going to talk to players or listen to them as they step up to the podium. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Third down and goal. Here comes the blitz. Geno stands strong, throws to the end zone. It is caught. Is he in? Is he in? I'm waiting. Yes! Touchdown, Seahawks! It took a while for the official even to figure it out. DK Metcalf in the back corner of the end zone. Taps those toes. Gino with a rifle shot to the back of the end zone. And the Seahawks go back on top in this one. 9-7. to seven. What a nice throw. Nice little toe tap there by DK Metcalf. The Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. And uh, Big Ray, before Pete Carroll came on, you were talking about what a lineman likes to do before you continue, man. I want you to you guys to think about something real quick. We always talk about balance. It doesn't necessarily mean running the rock at the same amount you throw the rock, but that's what happened today. 34 rushes, 34 pass attempts. That's the most balanced game we've seen all season. 
Um, but continue your thought. You remember you were going no, with that? Yeah, I was just saying it, it's like sometimes we can like really complicate the game and with data and stats and all this other kind of stuff. But really what it boils down to, whether you play out on the edge or in the middle, is like you have to dominate your, your one-on-one matchups. Like if you can dominate those matchups – more, more your guys are doing that. You have a chance of winning the game. And, and the, at halftime, we talked about getting more downhill with the running game. The offensive line is built for that. The running back is built for that. And that's what they did. They just made it a physical, you know, snot bubbles football game. And it's just a lineman's dream to play in a game like that. You know, when you just know that you can look across. This is like all the Sabre metrics, data, you know, advanced data and stuff can't account for. When you can look across the line of scrimmage and you can see in a dude's face that, that they know that, as the one referee said, you're giving them the business. And you can't, you can't measure that, but you can see that. And so that, in a game like this, uh, as an offensive lineman, you see that in dudes. You see guys tapping out, making business decisions. They want to rush the quarterback, but we ain't throwing the ball. We, we come in, you know, fist a-blazing, face mask a-blazing, <laughs> putting our face in the fan, and that's what we're trying to get done. And that's what the Seahawks did in the second half. That O-line helped Ken Walker. Ken Walker now has five straight games with a rushing touchdown, tied with Kurt Warner in 1983 for the longest by rookie in franchise history. Run game looks good. Defense looks good. True. We got Nuosu has seven sacks this season, which is already a career high. That box is active. Yeah, man, the defense is looking really good, man, like you said, Bump. And it's Trickling down to everybody, we say it's on a string, it's on a rope, whatever you want to call it. The D-line is connected to the secondary, but you got to give it up to the boys up front, man. They're getting to the quarterback. They are getting active. And, it, and um, to be honest, in the beginning of the game, it kind of felt like Arizona was kind of, I guess, in a mini groove. It wasn't like they was putting up big numbers, but they was kind of doing their thing. I know Kyler Murray was a six for six in the first quarter. Not a lot of yards, but he was just able to get those completions and stuff like that. But we settled in. And, um, you know, some things happened, but this is a sign of growth. This team is uh, coming together. Things are happening. They're fighting through adversity, but they're doing all the right things, man. So today was really a good game. Moore, we saw seven consecutive conversions on third downs. These guys were 10 for 15 overall on third down. They've had good offensive performances the past few weeks, but that's a spot where they were struggling a little bit. We saw some creativity on third downs. The tight ends really got involved, too. Yeah, the the tight ends, just to add to this total that we talk about every week, you know, forever they've wanted to get them involved, and I brought this up a few times. The most catches as a group the tight ends have ever had is 85 throw on today's total they're they're on pace for 119 and it's not we're we're not a dinker and dunker right i mean they, these guys have i mean well obviously uh fant the 51 yarder is he had a 19 yard average in uh receptions but you know these guys are double digit reception guys so we we still push the football down uh field um you know i brought up earlier as well uh the last four games, the Seahawks are averaging 282 yards on defense. That'd be number one in the NFL if it played out for the whole year. The the 49ers are giving up 285 yards per game. They're number one. Um, and I m- mentioned, I said, and they're giving up 16 and a half points a game. But that was including a block punt uh, for a touchdown against Arizona four games ago. It was when Tyler fumbled on the two-yard line. And they scored a touchdown. And then today's pick six. If you take those three touchdowns away, which really the defense had nothing to do with, they're giving up 11 points a game the last four games. So they're mm. they're balling out mm. right now. Mm. What I really love about this defense, Paul, 
is we're not making the same mistakes twice. Mm-hmm. You see our DBs make, maybe get beat on the round, and you're going to get beat, right? You know, you're going to secondary, boom, they come right back, and it's almost like, let me get in there. Sir, bro, we got right. Ryan Nail stepping up to the podium now. They come out and they get the touchdown on the opening drive. Uh, what what change in the sideline were you guys able to tinker as far as seeing that? Yeah, no, it wasn't nothing changed. It was just like we just got to settle down and play the game. You know what I mean? And they came out with the same uh, kind of a thing the first time we played them. It was just tempo on making their way down the field, and I think they got a field goal the last time. But well, it wasn't nothing to change. It was just hey, settle down. Like you know what I mean? You already know what the deal is. You know how they're gonna run, and uh, you know settle down and play. That was it. Sorry if you missed this. Uh, earlier we got, we came in late, but your, uh, the play where you forced the fumble on Kyler, what, what happened on that? It wasn't nothing but just, you know, sitting in the curl and then uh, seeing that he was kind of wrapped up and I started to see he was, you know, breaking the pocket. So it was just nothing but a strain and effort play. Just get to the ball and just really mindset was just get him down. But, you know, just coming through and just, you know, giving him my best effort and just straining, you know what I mean? And just throwing my arms out there. Went ahead, hit the back of the ball, and he, you know, let it go. He's always known for, you know, kind of carrying it loose. So, you know, and Kobe did the same thing the first time we played him. Uh, but it was just nothing but a strain and effort play. You know, none, none, none too huge, but it turned out to be a huge thing. That's what happens when, you know, good things happen when you run. So got to keep it running. These past few weeks, it's been offense and defense getting how, how complete does it feel out there when it's the offense scores, you get the stop, they get that score. It's kind of that back and forth. It's just a... It's hard to explain. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can feel it. You know what I mean? And I think that's the special thing about this team is that once we kind of get settled into the game and we get going, even when bad things happen, like the intercession for a touchdown, no one's freaking out. Like, there is no freak out. It's just like, oh, well, let's just go back out there and do our job. Like, we'll go out there. And the offense did it. They responded very well. You know what I mean? So it's never like when, when we give up plays on this team, it's, it's just dope to see the love and the chemistry that we got with each other because it's just like, hey, Check that off. We're going to come back and get it, or I'm going to come back and get it for you. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about it. And guys are just good at corralling each other and just showing each other love. And it's just like, hey, man, check that off and go play because we know what you can do. You know what I mean? So it's never really a big deal when those plays happen because it's a long game. You know what I mean? It happened, I, I think, like the beginning of the third quarter. And it's just like, eh, we still got a lot of football left. Like, oh, well, we'll take that and we'll just keep it pushing. So that's just kind of how we look at that. What does it do for the morale of the team when your quarterback obviously throws a pick six and then comes right back, calm, collective, short memory, come back, plays a long touchdown drive, and then they do it again? I mean, it just showed the, it shows the identity of this team. We're just a resilient group. You know what I mean? You look at it across the board. You got Gino who came out in New York and then kind of got shut out and had to sit in the back seat. You got Nino who was drafted in the low end of the sixth round. You got me who was undrafted. You got it's just tons of dudes across the team to where it was just all about scratching and clawing. I mean, you look at Lockett, one of the smallest people in the league, but just making plays like we all have an underdog story. So when you go out and see Gino do something like that, it just shows the theme of this team, the heartbeat of this team. And like I said before, it's, just, it's, us, it's us against the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we go out there, things happen. Hey, come back to your brothers. We got you. You know what I mean? It's all love over here. We don't care about the outside noise. It's all about us at the end of the day. So, you know, to see them go back out there and do that just lets us know, like, no, nah, we, we fighting. We're going to fight to the end. That's just that's just the way this team rolls. Going into the season, nobody on the outside expected much. When did, when did you guys start to believe you had something? From the moment we went to camp. I mean, <laughs> like, everybody – 
like they said, wrote us off. And when everybody writes you off, you just kind of turn and look at each other and go, well, we don't, they, they don't care. So what are we going to do about it? You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you just draw closer to each other because that's all you have. So from the beginning of OTAs all the way into training camp, it was never a question of, oh, everybody down us. And we all looking at each other and I was like, oh, everybody down us? Cool. You know what I mean? Like bet. That, like that's a bet. So, you know, that's just what it is, man. That's just why I just, we love this team. We love this group. We led by great people who've been through it all, been through the ups and downs, and been counted out before. It's just a makeup of the guys we got. You know what I'm saying? And so when you got a group of guys like that, we all know the deal. You know what I mean? We all know the deal, and we're not worried about nothing. It's just about us. I think you guys have, like, 11, something like 11 takeaways via forced fumbles mm -hmm. this season. What do you make of that stat? <clears throat> I mean, hey, you got to get the ball. It's all about the ball. And, I mean, Coach Preach does a good job about that every single day from the moment we come in. That's what it's all about. It's the central theme of everything, and that's the name of the game is, is get the ball, is protect the ball. You know what I mean? So we just emphasize that every day. We emphasize it in practice. We do it in practice, and it comes to fruition. So it's just it's pretty cool to see that kind of life. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was Ryan L. He says, look, you just get to the football, and good things happen. That's what we've seen. Uh, Paul Moyer pointed out that um, – Another fumble by Kyler Murray, and his ball security is something kind of suspect. He had 12 fumbles last year. Before I get more input from these guys, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo, Cairo Radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. Got to get to that Paul. Get, get to that Paul. I got to get to Paul is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Got to get to that ball, Paul Moyer. And uh, Ryan Neal has solidified himself on this team. He's not just a guy filling in. They're not trying to figure out what to do with him anymore. He has a role on this team. Well, we have playmakers. Uh, you know, that's what, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, to me caused another fumble today. I think they pulled that one back. He should have had an interception. Uh, we probably should have had two or three interceptions today. We know Diggs a playmaker. Wooten has definitely turned out to be a playmaker. Neal's a playmaker. And that, you love that in the secondary. I mean, confident in coverage, know that they can go and turn the ball over or get turnovers. Uh, man, that's what you, that's that's a coach's dream right there. Yeah, I mean, the great thing about Ryan Neal, Bump, and fellas is, you know, he's another guy that's been with the team a few years. He's been in this system. You know, we talk about Gino, right, and his comfortability, his, comfort, his comfortability level with his teammates and coaches is because he's – you know, he's been around, you know, so when he got his opportunity, uh, he was certainly ready to take advantage of it. And, you know, Ryan Neal, same way, man. You know, there, there's there been times where he's had to step in before into this role, and uh, you've seen the growth in him as a player. Uh, you know, there's still some things to clean up. You know, defensively, we made a lot of plays, and I love the way that we are able to rebound and have short memories and really uh, get to the next play, but we're still not tackling great. You know, we, we, we didn't tackle great today. Uh, and, you know, Arizona was able to bust some big plays out of it, but we were able to rebound. All right. More to do when we get back. Hey, George Strait, Chris Stapleton, Little Big Town, all coming to Lumen Field next summer on June 17, 2023. Sign up to get exclusive pre-sale access and notifications when tickets are on sale. Head to lumenfield.com and click subscribe. When we come back, we'll hear from Quandre Diggs. He's at the podium. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks post game show. Let's go to the podium now. We got Quandre Diggs. Okay. It's hot in here. I know that. Jesus. I'm going to be quick, uh, superstar. You good, little bro. Me, no. Me, no. Me, no. Okay. The floor is open. What's the same thing just asked Ryan? 
What does it do for the morale of the football team when your quarterback throws a pick six and then comes right back and leads not one, not two, but three straight touchdown drives? I mean, he's been doing it all year, you know, so for, for us, you know, we expect that. So as soon as the play happened, we're on the sideline, like, we're going to go get it back. They'll go get it back. So that's just kind of what it is. You know, I think that's kind of the, the the attitude that this team is taking. And I think that, you know, it helps us in the long run because we never think, you know, it's the end of the world. You know, like, we're going to go get it back. And, you know, if if they don't, then we'll go get it back and we'll go make our own play. Oh, I mean, when you continue to build every week the way we've been building, you know, it's kind of you expect it now. That's what you expect. So when you give up a play here and there, you're like, come on, that's not us. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know when I expect. I just know, you know, it just kind of switched, you know, and. Um, when our big guys would go out, were able to go out there and just eat and, you know, not worry about, you know, two gapping and they can just be aggressive, I think that just turned them up to another notch. And, you know, that's what they asked for, and that's what, you know, I would also recommend it. So we know we had to take a next step, and, you know, it's going to be on us. If it didn't work, it was going to be on us, so we didn't have no more excuses. Anything else? Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, so it sounds like true that Quandre actually and the defense asked to step away from the two-gap type of look and allow them just to be more aggressive. Uh, that says a lot about this coaching staff, that they're listening to their personnel, their players, and, and implementing some of the things that they want. 100%, Bump. Um, you got to have a mature team, and you got to have that trust, right? Um, coaching staff and the players. So you can only do that if you bring in the right type of players. And the Seahawks – pride themselves on bringing in team guys that are about the team that want what's best for the team. So I think that's amazing, man. Around the league, I don't know if there's any other team that's having those type of conversations or at least not really saying it out loud, right? Um, You got coaching egos, you got player egos, all this kind of stuff. But all that stuff goes out the window with this team. And it's really a family, a minister of brotherhood, and you continue to hear it in everybody's conversation. And I just think that's big. Speaking of no egos, we got another duo standing at the podium right now. We got Tyler and DK. Yeah. Based on what he's done the first game, what exactly did you expect that? Um, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, you know, messes up. This game is, uh, you know, nobody's played a perfect game. Um, so, you know, just overcome adversity, overcome, uh, you know, interception and you know you see how he answered the call and drove us down there for a touchdown so it just shows the type of person the type of quarterback that we have. Is there anything overt or outward that he did with you guys or talking about it? No sometimes you just gotta let people be by themselves. I think you know the biggest thing with Gino is we know how he's gonna respond we already know what type of quarterback he is Um, we all make mistakes but I mean when you look at it we're a team that learns how to overcome the mistakes and play through the mistakes. And so um, it was just great to be able to see what we can accomplish even when we make mistakes. You guys had six receivers with just three catches, 20 yards today. What does it say about where the passing game is at now midway through the season? Shoot, I mean, it, it just shows the variety that we have on offense. You know, um, different people can be able to touch the ball, which puts the defenses in a blender on what they want to be able to do if they want to double team certain players. Um, if they want to be able to bracket certain players, at the end of the day, we have a lot of a lot of players on our team, even a quarterback who can run the ball as well, who can um, be a threat at any given time. Yeah, what you think of the third down catch? Uh, I knew it was gonna pop right up. 
Um, but, I mean, it's clutch, clutch man right here. So, you know, anytime we look for a big play or a conversion, I know he's going to make it. Oh man, it's a blessing, you know. Um, like I was saying earlier, it's not too many times that you get a chance to be able to play for one team, um, especially going into eight years. And so, um, a lot of people they they move around a lot of times, and so just being able to be here, enjoy the journey, and just being able to see everything that you can accomplish first as a team, and then you get to see kind of like some of the individual stuff as you continue to try to be better for your team. And so it's kind of cool that I'm up there with Doug and everything. And, you know, he had a great career and I'm just lucky that I'm still here. Gino had, I think, a 12 yard scramble and an 18 yard uh, run on one of those touchdown drives. What have you guys thought of the, the plays he's made with his legs this um, he, he Anytime he needs to make a play with his legs, uh, you know, he's reliable and, you know, can do it. Um, but all I, I just got to say is, uh, you know, he, He's very smart with the ball and knows, you know, when to use his legs and when to stay in the pocket and make a big throw. So uh, there's just the maturity and uh, the leadership that he shows um, of converting the third down. Shane's given a uh, play call, and, you know, he executed it uh, his own way. DK, you're testing on the back of the end zone. Did, did, did you thought all along he had the feet in? Or you said You're testing on the back of the end zone. Did you have any uh, doubt that you had your feet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew I scored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I learned from him. My Mr. Toe Tap himself right here, so I'm just trying to get like him. I ain't scored last week on my toe. Yeah. Six and three through nine weeks. What message does that say to like all the doubters that you guys had to begin the season with little expectations for you? Yeah. He said six and three. Cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, man, we don't really care about the doubters no more. Like. I mean, we already knew what we could do and accomplish as a team, and so we're just going to continue to just follow that trend, continue to celebrate each other. We got a great team. Uh, you know, we got great coaches. Like, we got everything that we need here. So biggest thing is you get too caught up in what the outside world is saying. If you can't balance it out, you start getting comfortable. And so we're just going to keep going out there and getting better. And if people want to talk about us, that's cool. But at the end of the day, we remember what they were saying earlier in the season. I mean, it's just it's starting to get to a point to where, uh, you know, whenever third down comes up, we, we get into a different mode to where all right, we lock in, uh, you know, even more on the details and on the routes and just trust each other. Uh, it's just I would say uh, the biggest thing is just repetition. Um, and those Thursday practices are just really playing, playing off on third down. Anything else? All right, that was DK and Tyler Lockett. Episode 7 of The Sound of the Seahawks is out now. Take an inside look at the Chinanduosa's return to L.A. and the Seahawks' 37-23 win over the Chargers and go behind the scenes to see what John Schneider has been up to inside the Virginia Mason Athletic Center so far this season. Check out the latest episodes at Seahawks.com slash The Sound or on the Seahawks YouTube channel. When we return, we will hear from Uchina Nwosu. He's standing by with Jim Miller. That is next. The Seahawks get it down 31 to 21. Uchina Nwosu had two sacks today. He's standing by with Jim Miller now. For a second time this year, you guys get to Kyler Murray a lot. What was the key to keeping him in the pocket and, and keeping him within the grasp? Um, rush with vision. You know, something Coach Hurd talked about him throughout practice and throughout the whole week of preparation was, you know, rush with vision, rush with speed, the power. You know, he's small, so he has a hard time seeing and throwing over those big guys. So if we just, you know, work on crushing the pocket, closing the pocket on him, it'll make him a long, have a long day. 
what needed to be adjusted after their opening drive when they marched down and scored? Uh, we just got to settle in. I feel like we just got a little too, you know, riled up, I guess I can say. Once everybody settled in, it kind of moved more smoothly than, you know, what we're used to, so, yeah. Okay, the times that you got to Kyler, because I think it was twice today, how'd you get there? Uh, just rushing cover. You know, some of my guys were, you know, Big, Big Al, for example, picked for me, and I was able to come around him. Um, shout out to Big Al. And Puna also worked the game with Puna and got some space in there and worked and was able to get to Kyler that way, too. Lastly, you have already set a career high in sacks for a season. What does hitting that milestone so early mean to you? As Kobe would say, job's not done. Job's not finished. So, you know, I, I appreciate it. You know, I thank all my guys. I'm grateful for it, but I got to keep getting better. Yeah, he's going to blow that out of the water bump as we get that back to you. Thank you, Jen. Jen having a year, man. Two weeks in a row, he has two sacks. He already has seven. That's better than his whole season last year with the Los Angeles Chargers. He's playing like a pro bowler right now. Big Ray. Yeah, absolutely. And and like we were saying uh, before the game, just his approach to the game and the freedom that they've uh, given given him to play. He ru- he rushes from different angles on both sides of the uh, both ends of the line of scrimmage. Sometimes he kind of is playing around in the middle and then rushes from there. One of his sacks came today where they ran a game where the defensive tackle went to the outside. And he looped around back to the inside, came right up the middle and got the sack. So just really uh, like. I don't know if a lot of people are thinking a whole lot about uh, when the Seahawks brought him in, uh, but this dude has found a place where he is thriving in the defense and really uh, setting a tone up front for, for, the, for the guys. What's it like being in the zone? Because, you know, it feels like Chin is in the zone. And offensively, to me, being in the zone means no one can guard me. I'm catching everything. So on the defensive side of the ball, not only is he in the zone, it seems like everyone on the defense knows their role and what they need to do uh, to get these wins. What are you seeing out of Chen in this defense? I think it's attention to detail, man. I really think that uh, talking about uh, the sacks and all the pressure, I was really looking at the contain. You got a quarterback like Kyra Murray that can hurt you if he gets outside. There was a couple situations where uh, – Chenna was right there to maybe kind of come upfield and do some stuff and really try to get the sack, but he maintained his, his leverage on the outside, man, and Kyler had to move around, and then the other guy could get sacks, right? So it's just a maturity and attention to detail. I know they're going over it every day in practice, but everybody's on point, man. And you talk about being in the zone, that's what it looks and feels like. Paul, you mentioned that um, Chenna was playing behind some guys over there in L.A. You know, it's not like um, he wasn't playing because – he wasn't capable. He just wasn't getting opportunities because of personnel. Um, what is it about his role here that's allowing him to uh, to show those guys over in L.A.? Like, maybe you should have been playing me a little bit more. Well, I think it has more to do with the Seahawks realize what his strengths are. Mm-hmm. And and he's the guy as well. And, and again, we talked about, you know, they're, give, they're giving him some room. And, I mean, you watched him today. He had a speed rush. On the outside, he had a stunt inside. Um, you know, so they're doing a bunch of different things with them as well. And well, I just think right now they're just playing with a lot of confidence. You know, obviously the last four games is, and it is. There's nothing better. I mean, we've all been there. Where man, you just you know when you get on the field, the team's going to have success. I mean, that is the coolest feeling in the world. And it doesn't really matter what they're called right now. I keep waiting for the shoe to drop. You know, for you know, the Cinderella midnight thing, the pumpkin all of a sudden, you know, to turn the cares turn back into a pumpkin. But I don't think that's happening. I, it's, it has, a, this is such a good mix of youth and veterans mm-hmm. and coaching, giving these guys the confidence to go out and make plays. And, you know, I'm just, I'm looking again, the second half, we, we hold them 
to six yards on a drive. Next drive, minus seven. Next one, four. The last one, zero. They had one drive in the second half. It was 81 yards. Uh, you know, we can make an argument that uh, we should have got off the field on that, but we we kind of uh, they, they overturned something on us. Uh, so it's just really good football. It's the adjustments. You know, I, I'm always not – let's not make too much of adjustments. The Seahawks have always done it, though, both offensively and defensively. And they did it today in this game, uh, both offensively and defensively, and we dominated the second half. Yeah, man, the way that this team is adjusting, and, and, and really what I like about this team right now is how we're putting together four quarters. You know, remember once upon a time it was one half or the other. But in regards to Nuosu, you know, Uchenna, you know, he's he's displaying a – Great level of leadership right now, just by example, just by being the same guy every day, just by, you know, being consistent and showing up and studying the tape and uh, being able to consistently uh, make plays on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of he's turning into that guy where, you know, there's there's a lot of great ed, edge rushers in this league. You know, you look at them, certain guys, the Boses and, uh, you know, and, and the Watts. And, you know, it's like, man, third down, critical situations in a, in a football game, they usually turn up, make plays, make big plays for their defenses. And, man, Nuosu, man, is, is, is really turning into that guy where it's like, man, here's here's a critical third down or here we are in the fourth quarter and, boom, you know he's going to be able to show up and make a big play for this defense. All right, Uchenna, man, one of the best pickups, if not the best pickup of this offseason. When we return, we'll hear from Gino. He'll be at the podium. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Third down and six. Seahawks can get a first down down at the four-yard line. Homer in the backfield. Gino's going to throw to the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! Tyler Lockett right in front of Buda Baker. Just ran into the end zone, turned around and said, hey, baby, throw me the ball. He did. Seahawks go on top, 16-14. That was one of two of Geno's touchdowns. He was 26-34, 275. He is at the podium right now. What's going through your head on really the first the first thing you personally had on the interception pick six? What, you come to the sidelines and what's your approach? Well, um, you know, similar to when you throw a touchdown. Uh, you always got to get to the next play. You never worried about, you know, what happened previously. Obviously, those are things that we don't want to happen. And hats off to, you know, number 25. He made a great play. He was the, you know, he's their Mike Backer. He's playing DN right there. Made the right read, uh, thrown it to the right guy. He jumps up, tips the pass to himself, takes it back. Um, you know, that, the NFL is full of guys like that who just make tremendous plays. And sometimes things are going to happen that, you know, the ball's not going to bounce your way. A couple times it did bounce my way. And, uh, you know, it's how you respond. I think we responded great as a team. Um, going, you know, three straight drives, finishing with touchdowns, long drives, tough drives. Everyone in the stadium knew um, the magnitude of those drives. And for us to, you know, go down there and get scores and get touchdowns, I think it's showing you what type of team we are and what type of team we can be. It's on me. You know, it's on me. Um, obviously, I don't want to throw any, any interceptions, have any turnovers, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it and, you know, I'll own it and move on from it. First play of the last drive, probably everyone in the building was looking around. It's how cool the play was up, but who they got in the end zone for? Great, great, uh, great um, play call by Shane. 
Uh, he's been doing that all year, getting us in, you know, favorable situations. And obviously, no offense to a guy who you want to get the ball to. He made a tremendous run after catch. I only threw the ball about one yard, you know, and he made the rest of it. So uh, when you have players like that that you're playing with, uh, you have a coordinator like Shane who has confidence in you and Pete having confidence in us to pass in those situations, you can see it. You know, they were selling out for the run. Uh, Noah slipped behind him, got the ball to him. He turns it up, makes about 50-something yards, and uh, that gave us the momentum we needed at that time. What's the key to having that kind of next play mentality after you have interceptions or the near ones that you have? Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, I, I have trust in myself. I know what I can do. Um, like I said, I'm playing in the NFL. This is the highest level. There's players out there who are going to make great plays. Um, sometimes the ball is not going to bounce your way, but um, you can't be phased by it, and I'm, I'm pretty much – I mean, after all I've gone through, things like that are not going to phase me. So, um, obviously, like I said, I'm not making an excuse for it. I know I have to be better and not have that happen. But I think that kind of woke us up. And you can see what we can do after those type of plays where, you know, you go out there and you get three you know, straight touchdown drives, long drives, hard drives. Uh, that says more to me than the interception did. Can show you in the fourth quarter just let you close that game out. Man, he's so tough. I mean, for him to be a, a rookie – you know, those are the things that the best backs in this league do. And he's so tough. He's so, so good. He's only scratching the surface. I can't wait to just see how he continues to grow because he's, you know, he right now he's leading this this offense and this team. You know, he's making it hard on defenses. They can't just back up anymore. You know, they got to come up and play a straight. And, uh, I mean, he closed the offensive line, Ken Walker, Shane Waldron, they closed the game out for us. What did you see on your, I think it was a third and 12 when you ran for 18 yards. What did you see on the play? Uh, I mean, they were playing uh, pretty much man coverage, eight, uh, four men. So they were, you know, basically doubling our guys, playing man coverage, and they rushed four. And uh, there's no one left for me, you know, if I can kind of get through there. And uh, I was looking up the pass, and I just noticed there was all this green grass, and I, you know, was able to get that first down. And I think that's something I got to continue to do, right? Just make sure that they're, um, you know, covering all bases. You know, they can't just play four man and, and have their backs turned and no one's guarding the quarterback. And so I think, you know, when you have those situations, you got to be able to make that happen. Did you notice on that play how far Golden had rushed up field? Dave Lucas just riding him out. Is yeah, that yeah uh, that's, that's what we try and do, right? Like as a quarterback, I'm trying to make sure that I'm staying within the, you know, the right spot in the pocket so that they can do that. And then when I do step up, having eyes up, uh, still reading the defense, and then you know if everyone pushes out and I got a lane to go and you know steal some yards, then uh, you know that's my job to go and do that for the team and get those first downs. Do you guys be in six and three right now? I mean, is there anybody in the locker room that's surprised by that? Or I mean, the, the, no, the outside? No one, no, yeah, no one in our locker room surprised. Al Woods was saying that he was saying in the in the locker, he was like, man, I don't think anyone else believe we can do this but us. And uh, sometimes that's a good thing, you know. Sometimes it's good for you know people to not place expectations on you and to play as the underdog. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that will continue, but, you know, it's, it's kind of good for where we are right now. But we know we got a long ways to go. Um, we're excited about this win and, and where we're at. But, uh, you know, we can't we can't start to backpedal. we got to keep working. How important wins like this be when you really have to grind it out in the end? Man, it was a hard one, like you said. It was a tough win, and uh, it's very important. You need these type of tests during the season. Um, you have to feel what it's like to play championship football. That felt like a championship game. Um, you know, this is they're playing for their season as well. They're a really good team. You know, hats off to the Cardinals. They have really good players on that on that defense and on that offense. And so um, it's, it's going to be like that every week in the NFL. And we got to feel that in order to learn how to win. I think we're just continuing to scratch the surface of what we can be. Considering the journey you had, how does it feel to be number one in the NFC West? Uh, personally, um, 
it just feels great for the team. You know, me personally, uh, you know, all that stuff's not really in, in my mind. Um, I'm just happy that we're, as a team, getting the recognition we deserve because uh, we got a lot of guys on this team who deserve it. And also, man, guys have been working their butts off. Uh, you know, to speak on guys being in the weight room at 5.30 in the morning. You know, I get there at 6. You know, I've been doing that uh, pretty much my entire career. And now I see guys beating me to the weight room. And so now I'm, I might not get there at 5, but, you know, I'm going to try to get there a little earlier. And so, you know, for us, man, as a team, man, we just got to continue to work and get better. Way back in May, mini camp started. We told you you're going to be 6 and 3 in November in Germany. What your reaction to that? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, obviously, I would have told you we should have been, you know, one more game. should be 9-0. But obviously, um, you know, you, you're going to lose some. But obviously, we won, you know, six games up until this point, And we got a long season ahead of us. So we got to keep working and, and getting better. 10 for 15 on third down, including the touchdown passes. Yeah. What was going well in that down for you guys? Kind of hot in here, ain't it? God, dang. Um, <laughs> I know, right? You got us in a small little room. But um, I, I feel like, you know, being 10 for 15, that's hard to do. It's not easy to do. And, um, you know, we've been pretty good on third downs all year, but we're trying to continue to stay, you know, stay consistent on third downs. And then I think the best part about today was that we were four for four in the red zone, which is a place that we had previously uh, struggled. And so for us to make those improvements and continue to improve throughout the season, uh, that's what we're going to need. And so we just got to continue to get better. Man, Mark Jackson. It's being in there, uh, who else is in there? Freaking Don, uh, Aaron Donkor, uh, JB, JB's in there, Jordan Brooks, uh, man, uh, Al Woods. I mean, I'm talking to all the guys there, you know, and, and I've been, I've been getting there consistently, you know, four days out the week, 6 a.m. And when I show up, half of those guys are already walking out. And so I'm not, you know, trying to compete with them that way. I got to get my sleep too. But, uh, you know, it's just good to see that, that that's becoming a, a thing for our team. And you excited about going to Germany? Yeah, yeah, excited. First time, first time uh, to play a football game in Germany and uh, really be an advocate for our sport uh, in another country uh, is really good. So I'm um, very excited and look forward to it. Our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. He ain't waking up at uh, at 4.30 getting there at 5, <laughs> Big Ray. He has his regiment. It's working for him. If I'm him, I'm doing exactly what I've been doing all year. I ain't changing nothing up right yeah, now. Yeah, well, the, the thing I love about uh, about Gino is how he deflects uh, the credibility. You know, like people want to give him credit for a lot of different things, and he deflects it back to the, the entire team, not a particular person, but everyone. Like he was just talking about defensive players that are beating him to the – uh, to the to the weight room and stuff, and so to me, just his his style of leadership seems to fit this team, uh, and his authenticity and his realness and uh, and being humble without having to tell people that you're humble um, is has a real impact on this team. Yeah, man, I think it's pretty heavy. Just thinking of the type of world we live in now, that it's a look at me world, right? social media, all that kind of stuff. I was doing flicks earlier, man. I was doing it for the gram earlier, right? <laughs> but a guy like Gino is a much um, night and day, especially when you talk about a guy like Kyler Murray. Great talent, doing great things over there, but it's just different, right? And the Seahawk way of doing things has always been about the team. So Gino's doing all the right things, man. I think – that's why the guys are really just rallying around this dude, man. It's authentic, man. It's genuine. And um, I think the sky's the limit, man. All right. The guys believe in him. We believe in him. We're going to do a lot more when we get back. The Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. to The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plum and Stop Freaking Call Beacon.
The player of the game is brought to you by the Telluride X Pro from Kia, official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. It's time to pick a player of the game. My key hog didn't work out for me, fellas, so I'm going to go the traditional route this time around and and state the obvious, <laughs> all right? But I'm going to let y'all start this thing off first. Turbo, Mr. L.A. Turbo look, looking like a real dad right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to pick the kids up. <laughs> Who you got, Turbo? Man, y'all got to leave me alone, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to live my life peacefully. You know, I'll come to the, to the booth with y'all. Yeah, I got to get on me. Um, MVP of the game today. <laughs> Say it again, Turbo. Say it again. Versus the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> In Arizona. <laughs> Buying some time. Uh, nah, you know what? I, w- I want to give it to Geno today. And, and, I, and I know that's the easiest choice. And, man, there were so many really good performances across the board. But the one thing that I like about Gino when I watch him, man, is his grit. It's mm-hmm. his, you know, you see him grinding his teeth and he's smiling and he gets fired. He shows the emotion, man. You know what I mean? He, the good plays, the bad plays, like he's he's wearing his emotions on his sleeve, but not in a negative way. You know, even on the negative plays, right? And that those as a teammate, like, man, you can you 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 feel that that's something you can rally around. You know, and so for him to, to to display that and be that way, you know, on a consistent basis, and 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 have his teammates back, and then in turn his teammates have his back. Uh, I I just think it's great, man. When you look at it on on television, you're watching a game, and man, you just see that emotion coming from your leader. Uh, I think it's a huge deal, and and today he performed well, and uh, you know he's my MVP today. All right, we got one for like Gino, it. two, three, true. Who you got? Two, three, what we got. The Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks today, right? Yes. <laughs> no, man, I want to switch it up a little bit, man. Uh, we've talked about Nuosu and everything that he's doing and everything he's bringing to the table, but I want to give it to the entire defense, right? Because he would not be able to do what he's doing if everybody's not doing their job much better, right? At the last couple games, the entire defense has stepped up on all levels. The D-line linebackers in the secondary, everybody's in the right spot. Everybody's doing exactly what they're supposed to do. I talked about it earlier. I talked about the attention to details, but one guy cannot do it all. So they're doing it by committee on all levels. The offense is working together, the special team. So um, I'm that guy who's straddling the fence right now, so I'm going to just call it Mm – Mm-hmm. The defense mm-hmm. is doing their thing. But if I had to pick a guy, because Paul's mm-hmm. looking at me. You right have now. to pick a guy. You have to pick a guy. You have to pick a guy. You have to pick a guy. game. This is a sponsor segment. <laughs> Nuosu is doing his thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, your defense. Yes. Team, was, team, team. I was going to tell you, I was going to be like, Paul, you want to tell me how this works? <laughs> he, he went that long story short, short story long. Yeah. Yeah. Direction. All right, uh, Big Ray, who you got? The, well, whole, the uh, whole offense or what? No. <laughs> you could, though, but, but don't tip me. I don't, I'm not typically the, 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 the statistical data dude, but I'm, I'm going to nerd out on the data just for the stats for just a little bit. And and I and my player of the game is uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, it coming into this game in the first quarter, he averaged five point five yards a carry. In the fourth quarter, seven and a half yards a carry. In the first half, four point two yards a carry. In the second half, six point four yards a carry. In the fourth quarter, when they're up by seven or or less or plus or minus seven, he's been averaging twelve point one yards a carry. 
when they're leading, he he averages five yards a carry from behind 11.1 yards a carry. And so in the most critical times, in the most adverse situations, this dude has been coming through and producing. Today, after the interception, he averaged 5.7 yards per carry and then 6.6 yards per carry in the fourth quarter. And so this dude really, along with the offensive line, put the team on his back and really gave it the attitude and the production from that position that allowed them to keep grinding out those long 75-yard drives and things, those three or four drives at the end of the game. So I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker the third. That, Ray, that was strong. some fire. That's strong. How long did it take you to do that? I, I've been doing, I, I, was, I, I felt like, man, I feel like i got to do a Paul kind of That's a thing. Like, you know? That's so I just up. looked it up, you know, just All a little, right. little something-something. I like that. It's in my bag. I don't I use like, it much. I feel <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the hybrid, you know, hybrid <laughs> club every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Ray. That is strong. And to add to that, he had 17 carries for 78 yards in the second half. And, you know, because we were kind of, you know, just kind of going along in the first half, you know, nothing great, nothing bad. Man, this one's a tough one for me because I think you make such a good case for K9X, I think everybody so far. But there's something, and we try not to do, I'm trying to get away from comparing the past, right? But right. it's, you know, it's it's inevitable. We're, we're going to do that. I don't, I don't think we win this game in the past. I, I think we throw an interception like that, and then to go on three long drives, spreading it around to the tight end, to the running back, all those things. We, we, we're not living on big plays right, right now. And that, to me, is really impressive. Um, man, I, I'm going to give it to Geno, too. Not that this is his best game he's had uh, by any means, but what he did after those first two series in the second half, after that interception and we fall behind, man, it seven – Third down conversions in a row? Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I ever, ever heard of that for the Seahawks. It's probably happened before. And, uh, look, he's he's the reason we're 6-3. and three. It's all of them. I'm going to throw John Schneider in there and Pete Carroll and all <laughs> like the it. coaches. Go, <laughs> um, it's, a collective, it's a collective beautiful thing going on. But uh, I just think Geno in the fourth quarter, everything, man, that was pretty special stuff. You know who else helped out? Who? You guys, pre and post. <laughs> was that, how about hey. us during the game though today? Oh. I mean, I mean, some of us were into it. Oh, you know we were what all I mean? Into oh, it. We was into it. Well, I, you know, I, the, the thing I was going to say too that Paul was just talking about Gino and and how he orchestrated or led this 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 game after the interception is that the patience that it takes mm. to go. I'm gonna hand the ball off and we're gonna get three or four yards, and then I'm gonna throw a a, a, a rollout to the tight end. And we're gonna get four or five yards. Versus saying, like, I have to get it all back in this one play. It takes a tremendous amount of patience and maturity and understanding of what the offense is and what it's trying to get done to do that. Because I probably would have been saying, like, man, throw this thing deep. Let's try to force a, a deep shot to DK or someone. And he was able to just stay within the patience and the, within the game plan of what they were doing and let, let it happen naturally. We had three, play, three drives today over six minutes. Guys, and I'm not even kidding on this. I'd be curious if we had three last year. Mm. You know, I yeah. you know, I mean, these are long, yeah. drawn out. Yeah. You know, you, you got to convert a lot of third downs for that to happen, yeah. right? To, to eat up that much time. But 
you know, we, again, we got we got something special going on. You know who I'd be interested to 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 see on the film? Oh, we got a rap. My bad. <laughs> I just want to say, man, you know, Tyreek Wood had a lot of stats. You feel me? I just, you know, but go ahead, bump it. Yo, it's your world. I'm just living in it. Nah, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's the man behind the I'll glass. Just, just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm the messenger. <laughs> hey, say twelves. Now is your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's Electric Player of the Game. All right, we're gonna put a ball in this thing. We get when we get back. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks got it done today against the Arizona Cardinals, and now we focus towards the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won today. Last-minute drive. They go six plays, 60 yards, and 35 seconds to beat the Los Angeles Rams. The Bucs now are 4-5, and five, and they are the Hawks' opponent. Next week in Germany. We're going to Germany. Some of us are. Mm. Moy, what you see from these Bucs? Uh, struggling offensively. They got some skill people. I mean, you know, you got Julio Jones, you've got Godwin, uh, you got Evans, uh, you got Bray tied in, you got Fournette at running back. So on paper, you go, holy Toledo, you know, but we were just talking off air. Look, we match up great with got teams that have a lot of skill players, and because we've got them as well. Um, defensively, they're still pretty good. You know, they're top 15, I believe, uh, defensively. But offensively, they're a mess at the offensive line. And if you can't run the ball, Fournette's averaging 3.3 yards per rush. You're putting it all on Brady. Um, And at 45, I don't care how good you are. At 45, you better have a good team around you. And right now, they're just – they're kind of like the Rams. I mean, they've just they've lost their offensive line, and and because of that they're not scoring a lot of points. Yeah, I think it's going to be important too. You know, the like again, we have a bunch of young dudes and guys. You're going, you know, this big trip to Germany and just not. Uh, I remember when we went to London. Um, the team was so focused, yeah. and like they actually duplicated the Seahawks locker room in the hotel, so that everything felt exactly the same. The way they practice, the the scheduling of the practice, the meetings, and everything, and so it's going to be important for this team uh, and the players, these young guys, to buy into all of that and not get caught up in the hey, we're in Germany, let's like hit the street or do whatever they're going to do in their free time, uh, because it, it, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a tough battle. They have a, some guys on defense that can make some plays. They're going to have to maybe our Seattle's going to have to get into their offense rhythm a little bit sooner than they did today. And then you can't let the their, the Buccaneers offense hang around. They have you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and they have some skilled dudes that can that can uh, that can make it happen like they did today with 30 seconds left in the game. So I think it's going to be important for them to be really focused and locked in on a business trip first, and then whatever extracurriculars are third or fourth or fifth down the line. I just want to make a comment, Ray. Um, you said something about them duplicating the locker room, mm-hmm. right? And that is huge, and that's what I've been talking about as far as this. Pete Carroll just way of doing business when it comes to the mental side of football. He, he's got the guys that he wants as far as the physical side, and that's why he, he was saying from the beginning of the season in the preseason, all that kind of stuff, training camp, everybody just needs to be patient. But doing stuff like that, young guys that um, haven't played a lot of football, that kind of stuff counts and it makes a difference. So that's why the team is rallying now, and that's why they're playing such good football. You know, it's kind of it's. Uh, I think most people on the outside would have would have expected these records to be opposite. You know, we're sitting at six and three. Maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were likely to be six and three at one point, and we were more so likely, quote unquote, to be 
four and five, but we're a good ball team. And yeah, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a tough matchup for us, but you know, we're going to be a tough matchup for them as well. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just a step slower, man. They got some good players uh, on paper and some guys who have done some, you know, pretty fantastic things over the course of uh, their careers, uh, but just not having the same production. Uh, and that offense that they're running right now, you know, I don't want to call it predictable, but it is dink and dunk. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is a lot of short routes. And, you know, quite frankly, defenses are jumping on it. And we've got a defense with a lot of speed, you know, going to be able to jump on those routes and potentially uh, make some plays uh, in the secondary. If we're able to have our eyes right and, and jump on some routes and read some things, I think that we may be able to get our hands on the ball. And then you talk about that offensive line being beat up. And, you know, our, our defensive line is not doing anything except growing right now each and every week collectively man these guys are getting better amongst one another and so I think that's advantage Seahawks you know there's going to be the travel and uh you know Pete Carroll's going to have those guys ready you know for this and um I, I I'm really excited about this matchup all right another week another challenge today's final score Seahawks 31 Cardinals 21 You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Scoreboards from Curtis Rogers, production assistant Nashan Kantapudi, studio coordinators Matt Nelson and Brady Robic, executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks are back on the road for their longest road trip of the year to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from Munich, Germany. Pre-game coverage begins at 4 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hawk Talk. But if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Paul Moy, Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, and Marcus Trufant, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 31-21 to over the Cardinals. Welcome to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin, Ray Roberts, Marcus Trufant, and Paul Moyer. The Seahawks go down to Arizona, and they're coming back with a victory 31-21. to Geno Smith had an efficient day, minus a pick six that he bounced back from. He was 26-34. For 275 and two touchdowns, Kenneth Walker had another good day. 26 carries for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Noah Fan had his best day as a Seahawk so far. Five catches for 96 yards. DK and Tyler Lockett find the end zone again defensively. You got a Jenna Nwosu with two sacks. Jordan Brooks leads all tacklers with 12 tackles. As a team, these guys were 10 of 15 on third down, something that we were looking to fix. And Geno was only sacked twice while sacking Kyler Murray five times. Got plays everywhere. Pick a position, they made a play. It can be the secondary, defensive line, linebackers, running backs, O-line. Everybody contributed today. And there were times during this game, Warrior, where this team could have folded and they could have resorted back to some old habits, but they didn't do that. They bounced back. They persevered. Yeah, I mean, again, so much of that goes on Geno. You know, and we we talked about it you know, again, in years past, I don't know if we rally from those type of mistakes. Um, you know, I, there, I'm trying to think what I really didn't like defensively. I, 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 I guess I can nitpick and say tackling. Yeah. But even that wasn't terrible. You know, you're going to have you – know, running backs are paid to make people miss and run over as well. Connors is tough. You know, we just didn't – we had like – we had some hands here. Um, I, I'm going to be on Kobe Bryant a little bit that he needs to stop – Tackle him with his shoulder. He's got to start wrapping up, and that, that's uh, an emphasis moving forward. Uh, Tariq Woolen, not Wooten, um, he probably doesn't get enough credit because, look, um, uh, Hopkins had four receptions for 36 yards, and I think that one in route that he almost intercepted because he just ran it down. I mean, it, he gave up the inside, but, boom, you know, his speed is, is second to none. I think Kyler Murray said, eh, I'm not going over there anymore. 
he stopped going over there. Yeah. In, in that fourth quarter when they are trying to make that little comeback, he was not even looking at D-Hop's way with Tariq Woolen over there, man. So that's, you know, a great indication of how he may have played throughout this football game. He may not show up on the stat sheet, interceptions, PBUs, but he was locking up well enough where, you know, they ain't want to try him over there. That's big time. Do we want to say anything about the internal rift that they might have had on the sideline? Oh, please where do. Please do. It really wasn't the energy right there, so I'm not even going to look your way. Um, oh, I know Tariq is yeah. a force, of course, but yeah, it just seems odd, right? Because mm-hmm. last week um, he, he had a ton of targets and a ton of yards, right? Yeah, two weeks So what in was a the row. difference, right? That, yep, great. That's a great point. Yeah, That's is. a great and, point. And with you Kyler know? Murray, man, I would, I'm almost wouldn't put it past. Well, him. if you look at the contrast between the I two different sidelines, right? Like I mean, we when, at halftime, Paul, we were up 10-7, and it's a close game. He said, "Man, but it still feels like the Seahawks are in control of the game." And so, even when the when they gave up the lead with the interception, you didn't see the panic on the sideline, you know. But even when when the Cardinals were struggling, you could kind of see the panic on the sideline. So for them to be, for the Seahawks to be able to, to stay even killed and not, you know, like uh, you're not trying to bash a person for making mistakes because they happen, but you're trying to lift the dude up, it was the exact opposite on the other side. It looks like there was time for finger pointing and blaming and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff to where even where the coach is then trying to calm everyone down. And, uh, and so I just think, you know, like we just talked about earlier, just the patience and the, and the, uh, uh, the, the confidence and the commitment that these guys have to each other uh, kind of helped them even right the ship when they were down. You know, through an interception, you're down, and then all of a sudden you come back with those three or four drives. So it's, it's pretty impressive. Let's hear what Noah Fan had to say about this. He's at the podium now. For us, it was just uh, getting the first down and getting down in bounds. Um, that was our biggest goal, to, you know, run some clock down, get them to use their timeouts up. And, uh, you know, I saw a lane and was able to take it. Um, shout out to Colby. Had a great block down the field and um, was able to make a good play. So it was a, it was a good feeling for sure. Did you know you had the edge as soon as you caught it? Yeah, as soon as as soon as twenty five, he tried to reach out and grab me a little bit. I knew it was open open space after that, so um, I had a good feeling of turning up and being able to get some get some yards. So. The pick six was really Geno Smith's first time really a fourth throw and something turning against him. What did you notice in his response? And how, yeah, I think uh, I think you know what he models to our team and what our whole team is taking to is like through the ups and downs, through the lumps. Um, to just keep playing, and that's exactly what he did. And um, you know, bad things happen. You know, a guy jumps up and gets in the play of the ball, like stuff like that happens during the game. And he was the first one to come to the sideline and be like, "Hey, let's go! Like we're good, we're good, we're gonna we're gonna be fine, we're gonna be in this game, and we're gonna win this game." So um, we all take to that really well, and it's you know really good to have a leader like that. Carol talk about finishing all the time, but for this offense to get three straight touchdowns in close games. Yeah, I think I think that uh, we did a good job finishing. I think uh, you know having scoring drives the last three times we touched the ball, having you know a four minute situation where we go down and able to take the clock down um, and score. So I mean it, it was a good job. It was a good um, way to win. It was a good way to finish the game and kind of you know once we got down there, impose our will a little bit and run the ball in, and that was a that was a good feeling. More satisfying is it when you can finish off a game like that where the offense flying the tight ends, running back running like a hammer to just really get after it. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that, to me, that's the best way to finish a game, you know, right? Like, it's like mano y mano. We're trying to, they're trying to stop our run. They're trying to, you know, 
get the clock to stop and we're trying to do the exact opposite. So um, who can do it better? And uh, that was a good feeling for us to, you know, be able to do that and get the win at the end of the day. I was no offense describing the biggest play of the game was a reception by him and also just the mentality of this team towards the end of the game. Ray, you mentioned the tight ends marrying everything together. It's about time we had a big game from Noah Fan. Everyone else had their turn. It's nice to see Noah Fan. Yeah, and, you know, he's a guy that uh, brings a, a, a unique uh, challenge for linebackers. He's more athletic. He's a guy that can take it uh, a 15, 20-yard catch and turn it into a 60 or 70-yard touchdown. So it was kind of good to see him kind of uh, make a catch and then be able to, like, stretch it out a little bit and show his abilities. Uh, and, you know, I think they're, they're going to just keep finding ways to get him involved because that whole tight end room is important to the whole execution of this offense. You know who else is important? Ken Walker. He's at the podium as well. Yeah, um, it is. You know, I'm thankful that you know they believe in me as much as they do to put my uh, put the ball in my hands at the end of the game. So, uh, you know, the O line did a great job, and we was able to pound it and end up getting a touchdown. You said something about halfway through the season, kind of for rookies can kind of take off. Do you not feel like a rookie anymore at this point? Um, I don't feel like a rookie, but at the same time, I still like to learn from the vets. You know, uh. I feel like it's great to be able to learn a lot from the vets and the guys that's been in the league for a minute. But uh, all in all, I don't, I don't feel much like a rookie for real. How much has the coaching staff can't emphasize that? You, especially first-year players, to pull through the 9-10 game mark? Was it the 17-plus game? Yeah, um, not even just the coaches, but the players, you know, the older guys, will tell us, you know, it's going to get tough. You know, they talk about hitting the wall at some point. But, uh, you know, it's good that we know that because we can push through and we, we know what to expect. Uh, later down the line, and we just got to keep grinding and stay focused. From what you've seen of Gina Smith this year, how much were you expecting him to have to that Oh, yeah. I, I expect him to come back strong yeah, either way. You know, he's always positive. He's a great leader. And, you know, um, yesterday, Tyler Lockett got up in front of us and told us about, like, negative things will happen. Everything's not going to be perfect. And it's just how we bounce back to that. And I feel like that's something that went wrong, but the way we bounce back, What's good? Positive. All right, that was Ken Walker. He had himself a day as well. This segment is brought to you by Carrier Heating and Air Dealers. Visit CarrierNorthwest.com. When we return, we'll hear from Jordan Brooks. He's standing by with Jen Miller. That's next on the home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hog Talk. We're breaking down the Seahawks' victory over the Arizona Cardinals, 31-21. to but right now, we're going to go down to the locker room. Jim Mueller standing by with Jordan Brooks. Coming into this game, we talked a lot about how DeAndre Hopkins could change this Arizona offense. But considering that he was a non-factor outside of that first drive, what did you guys do well against him? Um, I think we just played our ball. <laughs> I can't even answer. I think we just played our ball. Um, had a good game plan. And I think the corners just played well, uh, taking him out of the game. What about that run game? Because you know that Arizona wanted to run the ball, but they had to get away from that one pretty early. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we know once we, you know, you keep them one-dimensional, it makes it hard for them to score points. So it's all, the, the emphasis is always to stop the run. And so that's what we've been emphasizing all week. Stop the run first, and then you earn your right to rush the passer. The passer and uh, you've seen that happen today. Did it play out about as you expected? Because it wasn't that long ago that you saw this team. Yeah. Honestly, just the way that this team been rolling, just the way that this team been rolling right now, um, definitely expect to come here with a win. The way that the offense is rolling, how much confidence did you have in them in the second half when they needed those big drives? 
I knew that they would come, uh, come through with some, with some points. I think we had, I, I don't remember if it was the first half or the second half where they threw the pick six or whatever. But to, just to see them persevere right after that and go score points, that was huge. That was a huge moment in the game. Yeah, there could have been a momentum shift in the third quarter in a different way. Ken Walker kind of starts taking over there in the second half. How much do you dislike trying to bring him down in practice? Um, He's a he's a he's a little bowling ball man. He's got some strong thighs and legs, which helps him run the way that he runs. Uh, great tackles, great agility for how you know stocky he is, and so it, it's great to see him just do that to, to other guys instead of guys in practice. We've seen a lot of success from this team the last four weeks, but what do you want to see next week? I want to see us lock in, uh, don't get too distracted on the trip, um, and, and come out of there with a win before the bye week. All right, there you go. Jordan Brooks getting a lot of love from his teammates walking by as we get that back to you, Bob. Thanks, Jenna. He deserves the love. Led the team in tackles. Um, we're not really pointing out Jordan Brooks anymore. There are a couple of times where we're asking him, all right, you got to step up a bit more. You got to play more violent. Um, we're not saying those things anymore about Jordan Brooks and um, this He's a not a captain, but a leader on this defense. And uh, you can hear the confidence he has in this defense through that interview. Yeah, look, I think Jordan's played fantastic this year. Um, he's gotten he's much improved in the passing game. He's still, you know, it's still a work in progress because he ha- hasn't had that much experience yet. But in the run game, oh, man, he's as good as there is in the league. I mean, he's, you know, he's a 250-plus pound guy who can flat out run, and he's a thumper. He's a very good tackler. I'm surprised we don't use him more blitzing mm. because we use Bobby Wagner a bunch. And I'm my guess is this guy one on one versus a center, with he had a he he would be a force as well. But I haven't seen him really uh, bring bring the heat with him that much. And it might be just because he's improved so much in the past game. But I don't I have not seen him have a bad game this year. Yeah, started off the season a little bit slow and. And got going. And, you know, we we talked about before the season how he was going to be quarterback in this defense now. And, you know, things are going to be on his shoulders. Like when negative plays happen, it was going to be on him to encourage guys and galvanize the guys to be able to come back. And when good things are happening, it was kind of kind of going to be on him to keep it going and keep that consistency. And now he's got, you know, he's got help. He already had Quandre Diggs in the back end, but, man, he's got another front seven partner and, uh, you know, Uchenna Nuosu, man, to be able to help galvanize guys and lead, you know, on that defense. And so uh, you're seeing the results in Jordan Brooks quietly. Like quietly. You know, yeah, quietly, man, having a having a really, really good season. And, uh, you know, it, it's great to see, and it's great to see our defense continue to improve every week. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, the, whatever, the adjustment they made on the defensive line, the first time uh, they played, before they played Arizona, I think I pointed out to Dave Wyman how far off the ball defensive line was playing. Oh. And uh, and that makes it hard because if I'm an offensive lineman, I have a yard and a half head start before we collide and a running back can fall for four yards in that situation. And so now you're in the lap of the linebackers. They can't attack downhill. And these guards are, are getting you know right into their faces before they can even get started. Now attacking those, you know, eating up more of that neutral zone, attacking gaps, and the defensive line playing on the other side of the offensive line of the line of scrimmage allows the running the, the linebackers to play more downhill. And that's when Jordan Brooks is phenomenal because he does pack a big punch. And so I, I think that you know getting off to a slow start. Uh, Finding that you know everyone trying to find their way in this defense to be aggressive and play with their gifts and talents. Uh, I think the last three or four weeks they've kind of figured that out for everybody, Jordan included. I think with the defense too, um, 
early on in those first couple games, I think we were really searching um, for answers, right? So everybody was guilty, and that was including Jordan Brooks, right? So I think he was playing well early, just not as well. Um, the the team, of course, wasn't putting those games together like we really wanted to, but Jordan Brooks is a tackling machine, the dude that sideline to sideline. It would be pretty fun to see him blitz and do some crazy things in the middle, but the dude is all over the place. He's almost in on every play. You see him flash on the screen, and this dude is the quarterback of the defense, and he's making it happen. Yeah, he'll lead the league or be one of the league leaders in tackles this year once again for sure. Okay, when we return, we're going to go through some highlights, what plays were made during this game. That is next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Kyra News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hall Talk. It's time to break down some of the plays that made this win happen your Seattle Seahawks will get the football and put three on the board. But then you know what? The Cardinals would respond. They go nine plays, 83 yards, and cap it off with a 22-yard touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. Third down and two for Murray. Takes the shotgun snap. Drops back. Looks. Now he's going to scramble to his right side. He's going to dump the ball off Hopkins. Coming depth field, he's going to score. Hopkins crosses the field. Mafe was trying to chase him, but that's no contest. I actually can't imagine that he was the guy that was supposed to be in charge of covering DeAndre Hopkins on that route. That was their longest play of the game, I believe. 22 yards, and it was a bit of a busted zone coverage. They ran a crossing route, and one of our linebackers got a little confused on that. But other than that, boy, we played Hopkins awfully well. In the second quarter, the Seahawks would get the football. They convert on a third and three to Noah Fandu. A nice little double pass as well. Walker would run it for 15 yards, but it all gets capped off by this four-yard touchdown to Metcalf, making it Geno Smith's career high when it comes to touchdown passes, 14. Third down and goal. Here comes the blitz. Geno stands strong, throws to the end zone. It is caught. Is he in? Is he in? I'm waiting. Yes! Touchdown, Seahawks! It took a while for the official even to figure it out. DK Metcalf in the back corner of the end zone taps those toes. Geno with a rifle shot to the back of the end zone. And the Seahawks go back on top in this one, 9-7. to What a nice throw. Yeah, that was a nice decision by Geno, noticing that the defensive back had his back uh, to the ball. And then DK did his best impersonation of Kyler, uh, Tyler Lockett by tiptoeing on the end zone for the touchdown. All right, this one right here, something we're not used to seeing. Geno Smith is trying to hit Ken Walker on a swing, and Zayvon Collins picks it off, takes it to the house. Six points, pick six. First and ten, Geno. Oh, oh it gets intercepted. Geno throws the ball into the hands of Collins, who is just waiting. Zayvon Collins was standing there. I don't think Geno ever saw him. And he threw a little flare pass into the right flat. And Zayvon Collins, who is a big kid at 6 feet 4, 260 pounds, runs like a tight end, just caught the ball and ran right into the end zone for an Arizona touchdown. And just like that, the Cardinals take a 13-10 lead. I felt Rabel on that one. Oh, it gets intercepted, man. It was one of those plays. Um, Hawks trying to find their footing, trying to get it together, and it was – just those type of plays. Pete talked about it. Geno talked about it. Bad stuff is going to happen, but the Hawks was able to rally and make it happen. So it's, it's sometimes you just got to tip your hat to the uh, opposing team, man, and try to bounce back. When this happened, I wrote down on my notes, 
How will Geno respond? This is how he responded. They go 13 plays, 75 yards. They convert on a third and two, or third and seven, or third and 12, or third and one. Then they cap this thing off. You find number 16 for a nine-yard touchdown, making the score 17 to 14 Hawks. Third down and six. Seahawks get a first down down at the four-yard line. Homer in the backfield. Geno's going to throw to the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! Tyler Lockett right in front of Buda Baker. Just ran into the end zone, turned around and said, hey, baby, throw me the ball. He did. Seahawks go on top, 16-14. And this is exactly the way you want to answer if you're Geno Smith in this Seahawks offense. Coming off a mistake, man, being able to put the uh, drive together, drive down the field like that and convert on all those third downs. Only a confidence builder. And, man, it definitely showed the rest of the game. The defense would step up and force the Cardinals to punt after going six plays for four yards. Then they get the football. Another long drive, 13 plays, 81 yards. Some more third down conversions, a third and one, a third and eight, a third and two. Then Ken Walker finishes things off with a one-yard touchdown. First and goal at the one. Walker stays in the backfield. Geno from the shotgun. Walker has it. Walker bounces in. Touchdown, Seahawks! Again, a masterful drive by Geno Smith. The blocking up front, opening the holes for Ken Walker the third, and he scores from a yard out. The Seahawks go on top, 23-14. All right, then the Cardinals would respond. There was a forced fumble that was ruled an incomplete. We had a discussion about that. The Cardinals would do a good job. They go 14 plays, 75 yards. They find Zach Ertz for a six-yard touchdown. Hopkins slotted now on the right side. Murray looks inside, ball is caught. Touchdown, Zach Ertz. As he just kind of ran right inside slant route inside of Woolen and the big body Zach Ertz, he is a good tight end. And he catches the ball for a touchdown and Arizona now draws to within four and hope to make it three with a PAT. Yeah, in that formation, uh, uh, Ertz was like on the, the end gown of a bunch uh, situation, and and uh, Woolen was kind of head up to outside of him. He got a little outside threat, and then Ertz cut it back inside for an easy touchdown. Boom, big man breaking down the pass game. Ain't you know nothing better than that, baby. All right, the Seahawks will get the football, and then we see the biggest play of the game. Noah Fant takes it 51 yards down, stays in bounds. You're just trying to waste as much time as you can. Who caps it off? Ken Walker for a touchdown, making the score 31-21. First and goal from the five. He's going to carry it again, and he's going to turn up field, and he's going to try to spin out of a tackle. He gets a push. Does he get there? He does. Touchdown, Seahawks. Ken Walker gets to the side of his tight ends. Colby Parkinson was out in front blocking, and they just shoved him across the line to make. You can't knock this kid off his feet, and he scores his second touchdown of the game and all but seals it for the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to lose their fourth game in five tries, and the Seahawks are going to win again here in Arizona as they take a 30-21 to lead. The Seahawks must have seen something on film because they were running this toss play into the boundary all game, and it didn't stop here on this touchdown right here. Ken Walker takes the ball, makes the right read, and the O-line, they did it by committee. They did it as a team, and they pushed them into the end zone. Beautiful play. Another win by your Seattle Seahawks. They beat theirs or the Cardinals 31-21. to When we return, we will give you our unsung hero. Who needs some love? That is next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. 
with the fellas. So We're showing good. a lot of love. A lot of love. Gino got some love. Uh, Uchenna got some love. Uh, Ken Walker got some love. Uh, O-Line stay getting love. Uh, D-Line, Al Woods. True, that's your dude. Wow. So now it's time for the unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Somebody that we should be talking about that maybe we're not talking about. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or maybe we did talk about him, but we need to talk about him a bit more. Nobody looks confident. I'm confident. Oh, I'm ready. ready. I've been ready. Yeah. Oh, no. True yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If two, three is ready, we going to two, three. <laughs> Let's do it. My unsung hero was uh, my same guy, man. I stay with Ryan Neal. Yeah. Because it goes all the way back. Jamal Adams goes down early in the season. People are losing their mind, right? Um, Neil has stepped in big, man, and played great as a leader with words, with his play, with his energy. Everything comes in, makes a huge play today. That was right on time. Um, Strains, dives to make a tackle on Kyler Murray. It causes a fumble. It was a perfect play, but that's – just him and he's been right on time and he's been great for this team he's been great as a leader and a player that's my guy i like it good. i like it moye i'm gonna go with austin Blythe, and that's here's really here, i know let me, let me, I'm gonna, I'm, look I'm, I, I'm just supporting you already that's all no look he's probably the least athletic of any of our offensive linemen but if you watch what was going on today with their fronts and the way they pop in and out and gino's yelling at you know him they're trying to communicate to each other they had one delay a game and you know you can see austin you know he's pointing and in the center you know, the guards are hitting him you know he he's been um just a calming force for us this year our protection is so much better i don't know if we're better necessarily up the middle but it certainly seems like we're better and i think a lot of that's communication arizona is one of the most difficult teams to prepare for for that offensive line with all the stuff they do. And to only be sacked, I think we sacked twice. The first time we played him and sacked twice today, I just think, think he gets a whole lot of love. So I'm giving him my unsung hero there, Ray. Man, I, I, lo- I love when there's when you're throwing love to the offensive line. Yeah. You know, we're, all, we're always the overworked, overworked and underappreciated crew. So uh, being unsung is pretty cool. But uh, I think I was going to go with Ryan Neal, uh, but uh, – uh, two three took my took my my choice there, so I'm gonna go with my man Noah Fant because uh, this is the type of performance that we kind of expected out of him, and uh, and this was a game where they called on him a lot. He had six targets, he had five catches for 96 yards, and one big catch and run, which was the majority of that. I think 51 yards, which is uh, really got him out of a tough situation and and uh, and set set the the offense up for some more scoring. So that that tight end room has been uh, unbelievably productive. This year, uh, unlike you know any year that I can remember, where all three of those dudes are kind of getting work in, so I'm going with no offense. You took mine, Ray. Oh, that's how it works, bro. You t- <laughs> 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 he took mine, Ray. I I, I do want to say something though about about no offense because I think it's important to note, you know, when he was in Denver, like you know he was like the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like the starting tight end, and then he comes to Seattle and he's playing this tight end by committee type of role now. And you ain't heard nothing. Just a complete team player, man. Ain't ain't he could have, you know? Oh man, I want to, you know, I want to be the starter. Could have complained this and that, man. And man, just bought into, you know, the system, bought into the team, and you know, we're starting to see his growth even as a veteran player, man. So I I love that choice. He was gonna be my choice, 
as well, and I might stick with that you choice. Stick with <laughs> that. You should stick with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sticking with it. You know what it's saying, right? Then the hero comes along with the strength. You know, he's having a good year, you guys. Halfway And it's no fat. He's got 27 receptions. It's not like he's, you know, he's on pace for over 50 catches. So it's not like he's having a bad year. But you're right. I mean, today the tight ends caught 10 passes. And as we talked earlier, they're on pace for 117 for the year. And that's pretty productive. All right. So we got Noah Fant. For three or two of you? No, no, no. No, no fan. You, you went, you went, uh, Ryan Neal. Ryan Neal, and then you went. It was just about two minutes ago. Yeah. Austin well, Blythe. Austin Blythe. Austin Blythe. There you go. <laughs> Look at all, all these that's guys. Why he's that's, why, that's why he is the unsung dude. Unsung dude. All right, I got mine. Mine is Bruce Irvin, man. The old man had a sack okay. today. Okay. And I think oh, he's influencing nice. the way that these guys are playing. Nice. And he's born in the 80s, you know what I'm saying? So I got to show him some love. Those are our un- unsung heroes. When we come back, I'm going to put a bow on this thing and look forward to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. The Seahawks are going to Germany next week to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs just snuck one by the Los Angeles Rams. They did us a favor. Now the Rams are what? Three and five or something like that. And it's only getting worse, Bump. It's only getting worse, Turbo. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to get to Germany and see what happens here. What are your thoughts on the Bucks, Turbo? Uh, Listen, I think anytime you have Tom Brady, you in the fight. You know, you can't, you know, it's it's hard to completely count them out. They've been struggling this season and obviously have played way below expectation, probably even more so their own expectation but they've got a lot of veteran players who've played in a lot of games and who've been in a lot of different situations and moments throughout their careers. And they're led by, you know, Tom Brady, who, you know, greatest champion in NFL history, you know. And so uh, whenever he's quarterback in your team, you have a shot. Uh, but I think we present a lot of trouble for these guys uh, with the way that we're able to get after the passer uh, our secondary has turned out to be a strength for us now in, in a lot of ways, and they struggle to get separation. Their receivers, I mean, even the good guys that they have on paper, they're not getting a lot of great separation right now, uh, and so that's advantage us. And uh, as long as we just stay disciplined on the offensive side of the ball as well, uh, we can certainly get to Germany. And, uh, you know, I'll be at the broadcast with a couple beers in my belly, but it's cool, and <laughs> we'll be, uh, I'll be watching Seahawks get another win, baby. I won't be there, so I'll give my last little two cents here. <laughs> they have a lot of skill players. I mean, they're talented playing I mean, on defense. They got Devin White, they got Levante David, you got Winfield Jr. at safety, you've got Barrett, I mean, Neil. I mean, uh, it, on and on and on. And their defense is legit. Uh, that's going to be a battle for us. You know, that, that would be our piece. But. I just think we're a better team. I mean, you go and look at them, you know, obviously at wide receiver, you got Mike Evans, you got Godwin, you got Fournette at running back, you've got uh, Braid at tight end. They got a bunch of different tight ends that are really good, too. Kyle Rudolph's even on there, which probably he's well past his time. So um, it's a game that I just uh, I, I think we're going to hold Tampa Bay down, even though it's Brady. I just hope our young guys don't go, oh, that's Tom Brady. I don't think they will. I don't think that's their, their makeup, but it's Tom Brady. 
<laughs> you know, I love you know, Keith David. I love Keith David as a youngster. Star, yeah. star stuck on I this. too, Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're a better team, and I expect us to go and win another game and keep this uh, train rolling. Yeah, I, I like it. I can, I can recall my rookie year, too, uh, and it was Lawrence Taylor's last year in the league, but we played against the Giants, and I'm just looking at him like, man, that is Lawrence Taylor. Next, you know, boop, oh, sack, oh, my bad. Like, it just, like, just happened really fast. But, uh, but no, I, I think, you know, when we were talking, you guys were talking about earlier, and I said it's going to be a tough matchup, and you guys said, well, heck, you know, the Seahawks are a tough match for them. And when I look at it, you know, we have speed all across the board. And speed kills, especially when you're playing really well. We have speed at receiver, we have speed at, at tight end, we have speed at running back, we have speed at linebacker, we have speed on the on the edges, we have speed in the secondary. And so I think if 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 we play to our strengths the way we did today, uh, on both offense and defense, do not get uh, overzealous by big play, but just being patient with how we approach the game, I, I think that uh, they'll have a chance to put this game away early. But it's going to be important to put the game away. Uh, because if you let Tampa Bay hang around, they have too many old heads and too many guys that have been there and done that, that, uh, that they can maybe pull it out, you know, in a last drive win type of thing. I think the Bucks are going to get beat up a little bit, man. Um, I know the Bucks they, they got all the big names over there and they got a lot of guys over there that played a lot of good football, of course, for a long time. But every now and then it, you kind of get that energy or you feel like it's time for um, – the young guys to kind of take the torch and run with it, right? And I think this is one of those games and it's going to be a game. Pete Carroll is going to have these guys ready. They're not going to go down there and party and go crazy and all that kind of stuff. They're going to be locked in. I know they're already talking about it now. So um, I think the Seahawks are going to go out there and take care of business, man, and I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be another growth moment, another stepping stone, another coin in the jar, whatever you want to say, but this young team um, is doing something. You know, it's funny. Y'all played in the league longer than me. He said, oh, man, that's Tom Brady. Oh, that's LT. You know what mine was? <laughs> oh, that's Eli Manning. <laughs> that was I mean, that counts too. We went over there and got smacked. And I'm like, man, Eli Manning over here smacking us right now. But that was my moment. And you know what, guys? It's been great hanging out with you guys today. But it's time to get up on out of here. Today's final score, Seahawks 31, Cardinals 21. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on Seattle Sports 710 and News Radio 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Scoreboards by Curtis Rogers, production assistant, Nashad Kandapudi, studios coordinator, Matt Nelson, and Brady Robick, executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network, is Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks are back on the road for their longest road trip of the year to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from Munich, Germany. Pre-game coverage begins at 4 a.m. on our Seattle stations. For Paul Boyer, Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, and Marcus Schufant, I'm Michael Bumpus. The Seahawks get her done, 31-21. to 21.